Welcome to the Uncommon Church Podcast. Today, you'll hear a message from our pastor, Brad Carrington. We hope that it helps you to know God, grow strong in your faith, and do all that he has called you to do. One of the reasons why we're taking so many weeks and we're talking about from every different angle the importance and how to have the Holy Spirit renew our minds and transform our minds is because it, it opens up our, our ears of our heart to hear God better. Because God is always speaking, but we're not always listening very well. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to hear God's voice, how to receive revelation from God, because God is still speaking. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Hearing God's voice should be normal for every Christian. Hearing the voice of God should be normal for every Christian. And it is the mind that has been transformed by God. It is the renewed mind that trains itself to listen to hear God's voice. And a few weeks ago, we talked about the importance of being involved in one of our small groups. And it's not too late to join a group, uncommonchurch.tv forward slash groups uh, that meet during the week. Um, But I I said one of the reasons is it's important to, if we are a flock of sheep and he is the shepherd and we learn to hear his voice, if you're not in the flock of sheep and you're way on the outside of the flock of sheep, you're going to get eaten by wolves. So you might as well get right in the middle of the flock of sheep uh, on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock and on a Tuesday night at 7 or, you know, Wednesday morning at 6 o'clock or whenever your small group meets, be involved in the sheep. But as far as hearing the voice of the shepherd, if you are a sheep that is way outside of the flock, you're too far away to hear the voice of the shepherd. So I want you to be in the flock of sheep so that you can hear the voice of the shepherd. Now, a lot of people go, well, bless God. I just need to hear the Lord speak audibly to my life. I want to hear God's, no, you don't. Read your Bible. Like, God only spoke audibly a very few times, and the couple of times he did, usually the earth opened and thousands of people died. Like, you really don't want to hear God's audible voice, usually. Don't get me wrong. I would love to hear the audible voice of God, even if it kills me. You know what I'm saying? But where God speaks to us is in our thought life. Where God speaks to us is in our hearts, which is why it's so vital that we go through this process of allowing God to transform or renew our minds so we can learn to hear the voice of the shepherd. Because I've heard it once before, God is always speaking, we're just rarely listening. So we need to train our minds to be renewed to tune in. Right now, we all know how radio waves and frequencies work. (laughs) Some of you are like, no, I don't. Um, There are television signals and radio signals, and Wi-Fi signals, and cellular signals, and satellite signals just coursing through the air right now. (laughs) No wonder we get cancer. Like the point is, Joe, take that picture. That's gonna be a weird picture. You'll see that on Instagram this week. So, Joe, you gotta warn me. I'll do something cool if you're gonna take a picture. So, Um, at least I'll flex, so. You can't receive the television signal or the radio signal or the Wi-Fi signal unless you have the right tuner and it's tuned to the right frequency. And it's important that, that, that we train our minds to tune in to what God is saying. So 
here's, here's sometimes people, I just don't know how to hear God's voice. I've heard sermons like this before, and I don't feel like I'm tuned in. Listen, if you have ever had a good thought, if you've ever had a life-giving thought, if you've ever had an encouraging thought, you've probably had a God thought. Because the devil doesn't give us thoughts that are like, hey, let's pray for somebody. Hey, let's bless somebody. Hey, let's encourage somebody. That's not coming from the devil. That's coming from God. And you have God living in your heart. And Jesus said, my sheep, my sheep, you are God's sheep, know my voice. So we need to allow the Holy Spirit to transform our minds to tune in to the station, tune in to the frequency, tune into the channel of where God is speaking. And you will be the only one that can hear it. He said, my sheep hear my voice. He's going to give you the frequency to tune into, to train your heart, to train your mind to hear from God. It's not for everybody. The same was true 2,000 years ago. Jesus came uh, through the Virgin Mary and was raised until 30 years old, and then he started his ministry, and for three and a half years, Jesus was traveling and speaking publicly. But even then, he wasn't speaking to everybody. He was holding back secrets about the kingdom of God for my sheep. And he would use simple illustrations when he would talk. He'd talk about farmers. He'd talk about fishing. He'd talk about coins. He'd talk about pearls. He'd talk about seeds. And he would tell these parables. But not everybody was understanding the parables. And it was kind of frustrating the disciples because the disciples wanted everybody to understand. So they came to him in Matthew 13 and said, hey, how come you're using parables to talk to the people? Jesus replied, well, you guys are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. But other people are not. Leave that slide up for a second. Do you recognize that you are permitted by God to hear and understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven? There are secrets that are a part of the kingdom of God that he wants you to hear, he wants you to know, he wants you to understand. He, he wants you to tune in and listen. He's giving you access to understand. But verse 12 says, those who listen to my teaching, I'm going to give them even more understanding. So much more, there's going to be an abundance of knowledge. But then he gives this warning, and I think this warning is for followers of Jesus. This is a warning for Christian folks sitting in the pews, but that are not actually doing anything with what God's speaking. He said, those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That's why I speak in parables. Just leave verse 12 up there for a minute, guys. This is what a renewed mind looks like. We tune in and we listen to what God is saying and we recognize that God wants to share the secrets of the kingdom of God with his children. And then he said, if we will listen, if we will absorb that information, if we will obey what God is speaking, what's he going to do? He's going to give us more revelation. He's going to give us more understanding and he's going to give us what he calls an abundance of knowledge. I don't know exactly what an abundance of knowledge looks like, but this is the same God that made the heavens and the oceans. Like, ask yourself, how much sky do you really need? Like, you ever driven out to West Texas, you got a grandma out in West Texas, or you're taking a road trip to the Grand Canyon, and you get out, and you just look like, and you're like, you know what? We don't need this much sky. Like, this is just a lot of sky out here. If you go out on the ocean, the average depth of the ocean is 20,000 feet deep. But the Mariana Trench is 36,000 feet deep. As high as you can fly in a commercial airliner, that's how far you can go to the bottom of the ocean. God is kind of extravagant. 
And he kind of overdoes things. He gives us way more than we need. And, and the same God that gave us the sky and gave us the depth of the ocean said, if you will listen to me, I'll give you even more. So when I say God is always speaking, I ain't playing no games. God is always speaking. We're just not always listening. But he loves to give an abundance of revelation. So I'm going to give you three ways that God speaks to us. If you will learn these and operate in these, he'll give us even more. Now, by the way, there's more than three ways. I just needed to pick a number and do something, you know. Number one, <laughs> biblical meditation, reading the word, studying the word. See, you're like, well, no, but God spoke that thousands of years ago. Yeah, God spoke it, but he's still speaking through his word. Why? Because the Bible's alive. Your Bible is alive. No, it's not. It's just a book with pieces of the paper. Hebrews says the Word of God is alive. It is powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. It'll cut between bone and marrow. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. So it always cracks me up and people are like, I just, you, you preach about God speaking, but I feel like God's just not speaking to me. Okay, um, how much of your Bible have you read lately? Oh. But I don't mean read my Bible, I mean I want to hear God. Okay, read your Bible out loud. <laughs> listen, to, listen, oh, okay. listen to the audio Bible, let somebody else read you the Bible. God will be speaking to you the entire time you listen. God is always speaking through his word. Why? Because his word is alive, his word is powerful. The Bible is always speaking, all of it, Genesis to Revelation. I like the maps, I like the table of contents, I'll take it all. Thank God we now have the internet, but in the old days, remember the, the glossary thing in the back where they had, had to find a word? Now you can just Google that stuff. So you're like, all right, well, I got I to gotta start speed reading the Bible. I got to read the Bible in a year. Listen, we've all read the Bible in a year. If you're a Christian, you should have read the Bible in a year a couple of times. Um, but we're not called to speed read the Bible. I don't care if you read the Bible in a year. I don't care if you read the Bible in two years. because. I don't want you to read the Bible. I want you to meditate on the Bible. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. You should meditate on it day and night so that you be careful to do everything that's written in it. This will make you prosperous. This will give you good success. How many of you want to prosper at your job? You want to prosper at school? You want to prosper in your marriage? You want to prosper in your finances? You want to prosper and have success in life? meditate on the Word of God. And the problem is we're like, listen, um, we're Christians and we're from Texas who so come and take it. You know, like, I'm a Christian so I don't meditate like those sissy people of those other religions. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about you sitting Indian style and going, um. I'm talking about you taking the Bible, taking a verse. And, and pondering it over and over and over again. Why? Because biblical meditation is the key to prosperity and success in this world. Understanding what the Word of God is. You take one section, one chapter, one couple of verses, take one verse and just read it over and over and over and over again. Read it from every different angle. Here's an example. Take one verse like John 3.16, a verse that everybody knows. But the problem is that sometimes it's the more familiar verses are the ones we never think about. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Whoever believes in him is not going to perish but have everlasting life. Think about that verse from every perspective. Take an hour on one verse. Think about it in context. Think about it in history. Jesus said this to whom? Who was he talking to? 
So when you read a verse, who, who said it? What was going on at the time? Who was he talking to? Who were the people listening? What was going on in the culture? What was going on in the world around them? How can we apply that to our day in 2022? Was it spoken under the old covenant or the new covenant? So just take one verse and read it over. Put a different emphasis on a different syllable every time you read it. The problem with that joke is I wish it would get more of a laugh, but I'm afraid that young people today don't know that I'm saying it like that, that it's wrong. And I'm afraid old people would have forgotten that it's an old Mike Myers joke from 30 years ago. Well, one person just remembered. God so loved the world. God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. That if we would believe in Jesus, believe, what does it mean to believe? So even if there's like a verse, a word, like believe, like I wonder what that meant in the Greek. So go look it up. Read it, read that one verse in like many different translations. Read it in the, the New Living, in the ESV, in the NIV, in the King James. Read it in the Amplified, because the, the, the men and women that put the Amplified together, they took every single possible meaning and they made it all into one sentence. So one verse, like God's love the world, he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16 is probably like two pages on the Amplified Bible. Biblical meditation is how you're going to hear the voice of God. It's going to train your mind to hear God's voice, not just when you read the Bible, but you're going to start hearing God's voice all day, every day. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a cow that eats the grass, and they're like, hmm, that was good. And then if you don't know how cows work, they'll swallow it, and it'll go into one stomach. And then a while later, when they've got some time, they'll vomit it back up into their mouth, and then they'll just chew it again. And then they'll swallow it into a different stomach. Cows are a freak out, but they taste great. And then they're not done with it. They're like, wait, 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 wait. John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he was only good, would not perish. What does it mean to perish? So they'll vomit it back up and they'll chew it on it again. Just, you're just like a cow. That's what biblical meditation is. You're just, don't speed read your Bible. God's gonna speak to you if you'll slow down and read and listen. And here's a crazy thought. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you when you're reading the Bible. All right, we've got to move on for time. We're talking about three ways that God is going to speak to you. The first was biblical meditation. The second is the word of knowledge. This is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I want to talk, a lot of people don't talk about the gift of the word of knowledge because they're like, oh, that's just for the holy, super spiritual, level 10 Christian, secret Christian. Like, like no. We've talked before, there's no such thing as a level 10 Christian. If you've repented of your sin and made Jesus the Lord of your life, congratulations to the secret handshake, you are a level 10 Christian. So what, what, we, what, what Paul was teaching the church in Corinth and encouraging us all was to hunger and desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit wants to equip the people to do stuff. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he said, I want you to pursue love and I want you to earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And he said, first of all, I want y'all to prophesy. So I, Paul's telling the church, he's telling uncommon church, I want all of you to earnestly desire the gifts that the Holy Spirit will give. He wasn't talking to high level leader, secret level 10 Christians. He was talking to everybody. He was saying, I want you to pursue the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he said, actually, really the gift I want you to start with is I want you to prophesy. So I know that I said I was gonna pick three ways that God speaks, so here's a fourth way, God speaks through the word of prophecy. 
I want all of Uncommon Church to obey 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, and learn how to prophesy. Prophesy over your kids, prophesy over your friends, prophesy at church when you're, when you're worshiping and we're at the end and let's, let's all pray. And you're like, hey, I just had a thought. I want to encourage you with something. I, I, I want to encourage you. So God will speak through the word of prophecy, but that would take a whole Sunday, not just a five-minute point. So we're not even going to talk about prophecy. That's just a whole other way God speaks. We're still in, prop, in point number two, the word of knowledge. Now, the word knowledge specifically is given in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 8. He said, to one person is given the special ability to give wise counsel or wise advice, and to another, the same spirit's going to give a message of special knowledge. That's where we get that phrase, the word of knowledge. A word of knowledge is some sort of insight that only comes from the Holy Spirit speaking to your life. It can only be revealed by the Holy Spirit. You don't have to work hard to receive a word of knowledge because you don't, you don't actually do anything to get a word of knowledge. It's like you're playing the, uh, the game with the cups and the, the coconuts and the golf ball or whatever, right? At some point at the end of the game, when you don't know where the ball is, the guy will pick up the coconut and there's the ball. That's what it is to reveal a word of knowledge to your heart. Nothing you have to do, just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, keep your tuner tuned in, and he's going to speak to you. Here at our, our altars, at the end of every service, we have the men and women of our prayer team. They'll come up to the front and they'll be, they'll be praying for people, praying for healing, praying, uh, giving prophetic words, you know, whatever. And there was a time right over here in the fall of last year when there was a woman in our church who was going through an extremely difficult season. She was depressed, she was suicidal, and she was just in a very dark place in her life, and she felt like every day things in her life were getting worse and worse and worse. She had done some terrible things, and she was shaming herself for the things that she had done. So she comes up to prayer, and Pam Thompson was the one that she went up for for prayer, and they're praying over X, Y, Z, and then Pam goes, I have a word that God is, wants me to speak over your life, a word of knowledge, and that is the Lord is going to give you an unbelievable amount of joy. Now, that's an encouraging thing, but in the moment, this woman was not in joy. This woman was in the pit of despair. She was suicidal. She was depressed. And she's like, oh, that's nice. Thanks, joy. That doesn't, that doesn't help me. Like, I'm still stuck in this pit, this funk that I'm in. A few weeks later, on December 31st, this woman felt such an urge to go into her bedroom, close the door, and spend time with God, just be alone with God, listen to what God was saying. So she did number one. She opened her Bible. She was reading Psalm 51, and she said all of a sudden it was like something like a, like a fountain began to bubble up and to pour out of her, and she began to pray, and she began to, to groan before God, and then she began to pray in other tongues, and then she felt like a baptism of joy, and all the heaviness, all the depression, all the suicidal tendencies left and never returned, and she's still in our church today, and she still walks in joy. But hallelujah. But all of that started with a word of knowledge that was the furthest thing from reality. It was the furthest thing from, from the truth. Why? Because Pam sought to hear God and use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. She sought for a word of knowledge and she released a word of knowledge. It was just a few Sundays ago that over here, a, a person who was new to our church that was also going through a difficult time, wasn't a believer or had, had, had run from God, at the end of service, the, this person, the, the way the testimony was relayed to me, they felt like they didn't matter. They didn't matter if they lived or died, they just didn't matter. That was their thought, I don't matter. 
but they give their heart to Jesus, they pray that prayer, they screw in a light bulb on the Jesus wall with their name on it, they came down to the front, and I don't even know who it was that prayed for them, and they're praying over them and encouraging them, and said, I have this thought for you, this word that God is speaking to my heart, you matter to God, you matter to the Lord, you matter to God. Over and over and over again, this prayer team member just kept saying, you matter, you matter to God, you're important, you're valuable. What is that? That is a word of knowledge. But all it took was some people to tune in and listen and then encourage people with the word of knowledge. That's the second way I want you to learn to hear from God. The third way is through dreams. This is a cheat code. This is a super Easter egg. Like hearing from God sometimes takes discipline. Hearing from God sometimes takes the ability to learn and tune your ear and, and quiet your heart to listen to the word of God. Dreams, it's cheating, super easy. Before you go to bed, just pray. Lord, I pray you'd speak to me in my sleep. I pray you'd speak to me in my dreams. Yes, your body needs sleep. Your spirit man does not need sleep. So your spirit's wide awake all night. Give it something to do. Talk to God and listen to God. So 12 years ago, I had a very clear prophetic dream that we were gonna leave. We were associate pastors of a church in New Mexico, that we were gonna leave New Mexico, come to DFW and pastor a church. We we're actually gonna take over a church. And I laughed it off. I told Josie, I was very clear out of the whole thing. And we laughed it off because everybody knows that DFW does not need another church. So I'm like, that was, that's never gonna happen. And the guy in the dream that I had a few months later called and said, hey, I'd like to invite you and Josie to Dallas because I'm gonna step down as pastor. It was Kevin Eldridge, the guy that started our church. And 11 years ago, Josie and I took over the church. We never, ever, never, ever, ever would have said yes if we hadn't first had a very clear dream where God spoke to us. Job 33 says God speaks again and again and again. People just don't recognize it. Why? Because he speaks in dreams, in visions in the night, when deep sleep falls on the people and they lie in their beds. Just last week, our daughter Jordana out in Bible college Somebody else had had a testimony that God had spoken prophetically through a dream, so she was encouraged by that. She went to bed and asked God to speak to her in her dreams. That night, she had a dream about a ministry friend of ours, a, a guy who's in ministry, a good friend of the family, um, and that he had, she went up on a friend of hers in Bible college, and the friend was reading a book. I said, what are you reading? It's a book by this guy. She goes, I don't think this guy has written a book. What's it about? It's about XYZ. It's a great book. So she texted a friend of ours that works for this guy and said, hey, you work for so-and-so, right? Yeah. Does he have a book about XYZ or is he writing a book about XYZ? And she said, how did you know that? We haven't told anybody. He just finished it. So Jordana's like, yes! <laughs> Tell him about my dream because he needs to get that book out because my friend needs to read it apparently. So here's the funny thing about dreams. Once you clearly hear from God, this encouraged Jordana, our daughter, and she's like, more Lord, more Lord. So Thursday night, she's like, God, it's me again. I'm going to bed. And like any Bible school student, it's like two in the morning. I don't know why Bible school kids go to bed at two in the morning when they have class in the morning. Dads don't say anything. We just smile and nod. Lord, speak to me in my dreams. So she has this very clear dream that her brake pads need to get replaced because her brake pads are doing wonky things. Now, Jordana, if you know this sweet child, doesn't know the difference between a hot pad and a brake pad. So on Friday, she's driving, and she's like, she calls, and mom and dad, I'm, I'm not talking, but she describes, she's like, hey, something's wrong with my brakes. They're doing like a thing. And I texted, and I said, sounds like your brake pads are shot, and you just need to go get them swapped out. She's like, no way, because I had a dream, and she tells us about the dream that night. 
So yesterday afternoon, Juliana got new brakes. My point is this, we need to learn to hear from God and hearing from God in our dreams, super easy. Because why? God loves his children and he loves to speak to us. And he loves to reward those that listen with even more, what did we say earlier? Abundance of knowledge. Let me give you two quick ways on how to attract more revelation. Quick, this is how God wants to speak to us. And the first is to be more childlike. Our childlikeness will depend on how much God speaks to us. Please don't get me wrong. Yes, we are called to be disciples, and the very word disciple means a disciplined student. We are called to be highly educated, but yet childlike at the same time. So yes, study your Bible, study it in different languages, learn to become a disciplined student, but at the same time, be childlike. Have a childlike heart, have childlike faith, be, be, be simple. Don't, don't be so educated and, and, and so smart that God can't speak to you in a simple way. It, God wants to speak to his children, and he doesn't want it to be hard. It, it's not meant to be difficult. It's actually meant to be, like, when I was, all of our kids are grown and out of the house now, but when our kids were little, like, we didn't try to whisper and speak in a different language or use words so great that our children couldn't understand. Like, when we spoke to our kids, we wanted our kids to listen and understand, so we spoke simply to them. We weren't trying to confuse them. Jesus prayed a prayer like this, Father in heaven, Lord of heaven and earth, I thank you that you hide these things from the people that think of themselves so wise and so clever, but yet you reveal the kingdom to the childlike. I want to have childlike faith. I want to have a childlike heart. I, why? Because humility and ch childlikeness are, are woven together, and I always want to come before God with humility. I always want to be dependent on God. Children are dependent on their parents because they know their parents are going to provide house, their parents are going to provide clothes, their parents are going to provide food, their parents are going to provide protection. All of the faith and trust is in the parents. So I want to have that same relationship and dependency on God. And the Father loves you so much. He wants to speak to you. He wants to, to encourage you. So don't overcomplicate hearing from God. Your dad loves you. And we heard earlier, he wants to speak secrets to you. The second way to receive more revelation is you got to get quiet before him. You got to turn off the noise of the world around you because God is always speaking. But can I tell you something? The devil would love to try to talk to you also. So if we're not careful, we hear all of the noise of the world and we don't have our hearts and ears tuned to the Lord. And even if we do, here's an example, even if we do have the television tuned, God is speaking to our renewed mind, but yet we also have Netflix going over here and we've got Instagram talking over here and Facebook's talking over here and we've got our favorite podcast that's talking over here and we've got that one friend that likes to talk trash at work or school over here. We have a hard time hearing God because of all of the other noise that we're listening to. Psalm 46 says, we should be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Quick example for how this works. Zach, do me a favor. I just say right there. Could you tell me uh, the street address when you were a kid and the name of the elementary school you went to? Okay, so he went to Bear Creek Elementary. He lives on Nutmeg Lane. So... Um, we're going to try it uh, just one more time. Uh, John McDonald there in the back of the room. Uh, I'd be curious to know uh, the street you grew up on and the elementary school you went to. But this time, if all 300 of you could also give me the street address when you were a kid and the elementary school you went to. So John and everybody go.
I gotta be honest, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. All I got was that noise. And we live our lives that are so busy and that everything's always constantly speaking and our minds are so busy and focused on work and school and kids and traffic and laundry and bills. I'm telling you, this is why every day you need to quiet your heart, quiet your mind and be quiet before the Lord. No phones, no distractions, no noise, none of the world speaking to you. If we're going to listen to the voice of God, we need some quiet place to do that. In 1 Kings 19, we don't have time to read the story, but that's good homework for you. Elijah the prophet, this great mighty prophet of God, God takes him out into the wilderness and God is going to speak to Elijah. So first this mighty rushing wind comes around Elijah and he's like, mighty rushing wind, speak to me God. But God didn't speak in the rushing wind. So then there was this earthquake, the earth shook. The desert is shaking out there, and he's like, all right, God, speak to me from the earthquake. God didn't speak in the earthquake. And then a fire came and swept all around Elijah. And he's like, the fire of God, God's going to speak in his fire, praise the Lord, and we'll preach Pentecostal sermons about it one day. No, God did not speak in the fire. And then a whisper came, and God spoke to Elijah in a gentle whisper. In the day and age that we live in, we have got to quiet ourselves before God so that we can hear God speak to our hearts. And I'm telling you, in the day we live in, this takes discipline because all day long we are bombarded with everything that wants to talk to us, including the devil trying to talk to us. And to be honest, our brains are smart, but they're not that smart. They can't take everything in. Our brains can do one thing and focus on one thing well, maybe a second thing if it's easy for us. But the moment you start throwing three and four and five and six things at our brain, our brain shuts down and just focuses really intently on the one or two things. So we need to instead train our minds, renew our minds, have our minds be transformed to say, no, 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 no. When God is speaking, we listen to the voice of God and we ignore everything else. That is the voice that we focus on. We need to teach our brains that it's really important when God speaks. All right, final thought before we wrap this up about a whisper. Um, I started, you know, with, with Zach right here, and um, I was able to hear that he lives on Nutmeg Lane and he went to Bear Creek Elementary School. Why? Because he's eight feet from me. It, it, it's easy to hear when you're close together, but if you're far from God, like, Mike, could you whisper to me the elementary school you went to? I didn't hear it. Now, maybe the person in front of him did. Maybe Ennis did. But I didn't hear it. Why? Because we're so far apart. We started with the sheep know the voice of the shepherd, but you got to be close to the shepherd to hear his voice. Hop up on your feet. It's not hard to hear from God. We make it hard, but it's not hard to hear from God. All we need to do is transform our hearts, transform our minds to tune into the Holy Spirit. The renewed mind is always listening to God for prophetic revelation, prophetic wisdom. You got a difficult thing coming up at school? You got a difficult thing coming up at work? Why don't you ask the smartest guy in the universe how to solve that problem? Students, you wanna cheat on a test? No problem, ask Holy Spirit, A, B, or C. It's always E, none of the above, you know that. <laughs> if you fail a test this week, I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to study harder. It's not hard to hear from God, but I will say this, it takes faith. Does that make sense? It takes faith to hear from God. 
And let me give you a little bit of a warning. Self-pity, sin, fear, anxiety, faithlessness, that does not attract prophetic revelation. It's hard to hear when all you hear is the crud you filled your heart and mind with. And I will say this, if you're not hearing the voice of God, it's possible you're just tuned into the wrong frequency or you have too much interference, too much other junk, and you need to use your faith to tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You need to, first of all, just believe that God is still speaking. He's speaking a lot, all day, every day. We just need to learn to tune in. It just takes great faith. You sat in a chair for an hour. You took a lot of faith to sit in that chair. These are 35-year-old chairs. What if the welds broke and you'd be flat on your butt on the floor? But you put faith in those welds from 35 years ago. That's why we bought new chairs. And you're going to put faith in those chairs. You put faith in your brakes. You put faith in every restaurant you go to. It takes faith to believe that Jesus is Lord. It takes faith to believe that God is speaking. It takes faith to pray for healing. It takes faith to trust God with our lives. The opening verse that I gave you, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. I know them and they follow me. Jesus said, my sheep. It's possible you're not hearing the voice of the shepherd because you're so far from the shepherd. You're so far from Jesus. Maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, or maybe it's been a minute and you're far from God once again. Today is your day to surrender and come running back to the love of the Father. Today is your day to come running back to the Good Shepherd because he wants to call you my sheep. And he said, did you notice there? He said, I know my sheep and they know me. That's an intimate version of the word know. He doesn't mean my sheep know me intellectually. No, he's saying my sheep know me in their heart. That there's an intimate knowing in the heart, a, a personal connection with the shepherd. So if you're here this morning and you're far from God, if you've not been hearing from God because you know that you need to get right with God, today is your day to get right with God. Today is your day to repent of your sin, ask God to forgive you, and come running back to the Father's love. He's, you're like, well, I don't know, Pastor, I've, I've done some stuff, man. I've been struggling in my life. I think God's mad at me. God's not mad at you. God loves you. He's crazy about you. He loves you so much, he sent his only son to die for you so that you would not be punished, but that you would receive everlasting life. I, I would love to lead you in a prayer to ask Jesus back into your heart, back into your life, It might be the first time you've ever prayed this prayer. It might be the first time in a long time. That's between you and God. I I can't pray it for you. I can lead you, but I can't pray it for you. So if you're here this morning, or maybe you're watching online, and your heart's pounding out of your chest, and you're like, I gotta get right with God today. I've gotta ask God to forgive me of my sin. I've gotta ask God back into my life. Whether it's the first time or the first time in a long time, today is your day of salvation. I would like to know who I'm going to pray for. I'll lead you, I'll help you, but it's your prayer. And I'd like to know who I'm praying for. So if you're here this morning, or even if you're alone watching online on YouTube, I can't see you, but I I want you to respond. If you're here and you're not right with God, 
but you want to today to get right with God for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you shoot your hand up real high right now and say, preacher, pray for me. I see your hand. Is there anybody else? Just shoot your hand up real high. I see your hand. Is there anybody else? I see your hand. Is there anybody else? Good. Yay, God. Yay, God. Yay, God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yay, God. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, online. Three people raised their hand and said, today's my day to get right with God. What about you? Right there in your living room, right there in your bedroom, tears streaming down your face. Today is your day to get right with God. If you believe it, why don't we all, for the three that raised their hand, for those that were too afraid to raise their hand, that's okay too. If you believe it in your heart, pray this out loud. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I'm so sorry I've sinned against you. Wash me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I receive the gift of eternal life. Jesus, come into my life and be my good shepherd. Help me to hear your voice. Speak to me, Lord, from your word. Holy Spirit, give me words of knowledge. Speak to me through prophetic words. Speak to me in my dreams. Transform my mind to tune in to what you're saying. In Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Church Podcast. If this message has impacted your life, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And for more information on our church community, you can click the link in the description or visit uncommonchurch.tv.